Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. I'm your host, Phil Black. And if you have an 8th, ninth, or 10th grader with big aspirations, like the Ivy League or military service academies like West Point, ROTC, or athletic scholarships, boom, you've come to the right place. My specialty, my superpower, if you will, is preparing families for these competitive programs. I'll teach you what your child should do, when they should do it, and how you can help. So stick around and prepare to out-prepare. Hello, friends, and welcome to the PrepWell podcast. Today, I'm discussing letters of recommendation for college. What are they? When should you request them? And whom should you request them from? How much do these letters matter? Do they matter more or less in light of COVID-19? And what are the best strategies and tactics to secure the best letters of recommendation possible? This episode is particularly relevant for juniors, class of 2021. These are the soon-to-be-rising seniors, because they will be the ones actually requesting these letters of recommendation in the coming weeks and months for their applications that they will be working on this summer. But of course, this message is also highly relevant for sophomores, class of 2022, the soon-to-be-rising juniors, who, armed with this information, will have the chance to set themselves up now for success next year. And this is a very important point. This type of early preparation, this heads-up and strategic planning, is really the whole point of Prepwell Academy. In other words, it's nice to hear about how important letters of recommendation are and whom to ask and how to ask them and what the etiquette is. Those are nice tactics to know, but the real value is in the strategy. It's in the long-term strategy that Prepwellers learned last year that makes the tactics even more effective now. Let me put this a different way. Let's say we have two students in the class of 2021, so they're both juniors, soon to be seniors. Student A is a prep weller and has been a prep weller for the last two years, and student B is not a prep weller and has never been a prep weller, and they're basically doing their own thing. Let's start with student A. Student A, the longtime prep weller, was taught by me last year in a video lesson in September how important it was for her to identify teachers then in September who might be good candidates to write her a letter of recommendation at the end of her junior year, which is now. And by the way, if you're not a prep weller, it is very unlikely that you would ever get this type of advice in the beginning of junior year when it actually matters. That's just an aside. Once she's identified these teachers in her own mind at the beginning of junior year, she intentionally does the best she can in the class for the whole year. She excels on tests, turns in homework early, stays after class, helps tutor other students. She essentially sets herself up for success by year's end, where we are today. The teacher by now has a terrific impression of that Prepwell student because the student has been laying it on thick for the whole school year. They have laid the groundwork for a standout letter of recommendation. Student B, on the other hand, the non-prep weller, who is doing their thing like every other junior, has no idea how important it is to begin identifying teachers in September of their junior year, who they might want to eventually ask 
to write them a letter of recommendation. Student B might not even know what a letter of recommendation is, let alone how to set themselves up to maximize its impact. So they go on their merry way. They survive junior year. Maybe they do well in the class. Maybe they don't. Maybe they even get an A. But did that student do anything to stand out in the mind of the teacher to separate themselves from the other students? Maybe, possibly, if they're just naturally that good. But the chances are greater that they were just like most other students, not particularly memorable, which is not where you want to be when asking for a letter of recommendation. So yes, my tactical advice that I'll give in today's podcast is helpful for student B now, but it's not anywhere near as helpful as it would have been had they had that strategic advice nine months ago. The magic happens for student A when they combine the strategic advice from nine months ago with the tactical advice from today. And I bring this contrast up between a prep weller and a non-prep weller in some level of detail because there are a lot of sophomores out there, class of 22, and parents of sophomores who are listening right now who are not yet prep wellers for whatever reason. And their window to enroll in Prepwell Academy is short. The deadline for enrollment for the class of 2022 sophomores, the soon-to-be-rising juniors, is in two weeks on May 30th. So if you want to be part of our community that gets this type of timely strategic advice, I'd love to see you sign up. Okay, now let's get back to the meat of the tactical advice. Letters of recommendation. Step one, identify which teachers to request letters from. This is not always easy. I spend a lot of time with my private Prepwell students trying to figure this out. For one, different colleges have different policies on what types of recommendations they want to see. So in an ideal world, you will look over your tentative list of target colleges, or maybe your not-so-tentative list, and find out what those colleges are looking for. It takes a little bit of research. Most of them will require two letters of recommendation, one from a STEM teacher, for example, a math or a science teacher, and one from a humanities teacher, for example, a history or an English teacher. They normally do this to get an idea of the breadth of your aptitude. Can you get a strong letter of recommendation from a teacher from two different disciplines, two different fields? Most colleges also prefer to hear from teachers who taught you in an academic course, a core academic course like math or science or foreign language or history or English, in your junior year. Not some elective class and not in ninth grade. The theory is that by junior year, you have found your academic groove and you'll likely be taking your most rigorous classes and they want to see how you're holding up. And lest I forget, some schools don't request any letters of recommendation at all. So this is not necessarily a mandatory thing across the board, though most prep wellers apply to at least one school that requires letters of recommendation. Now, before we move on to step two, I want to go over a few more tidbits about this teacher selection process. Number one, 
While most colleges will request letters from teachers in core academic courses, it's still your choice. Now, I recommend that you stick with the college's guidelines, if at all possible, but some of you may want to submit a letter from a coach or a Boy Scout leader or an employer or a member of the clergy or some other person who's had a lot of influence in your life. Just be careful about not abiding by their guidelines. There should be a very good reason why you wouldn't give them what they're asking for. Number two, don't submit more recommendations than they ask for. It will annoy them. They likely won't read it anyway, and it's just bad form. Number three, letters of recommendation from an influential alum may or may not have any impact. Maybe if it's from the President of the United States who personally knows you, but even that may not always play out the way you want it. If there's an alum that wants to put in a good word for you, there are plenty of other channels to explore. Number four, ideally the teacher or the teachers you select teach a subject that you may want to major in in college. For instance, if you intend to be a biology major and on your way to becoming a doctor, a letter of recommendation from your AP chemistry or AP bio teacher would be a great choice. Number five, duration can play a role. The longer a teacher has known you or taught you, the better. The longer a teacher knows you, presumably, the more credibility or authority that teacher should have in their assessment of you as a person, as a student, as a citizen. For instance, if a teacher was your math teacher in both sophomore and junior year, they can speak pretty convincingly about your aptitude in mathematics. Number six, this might be an obvious one, but ideally, you will have done spectacularly well in the class. You performed well on tests, projects, labs, problem sets. You've shown leadership, intellectual curiosity. You've gone above and beyond the average student. Maybe you've helped the teacher out on an independent research project or tutored other students after class. This is why it's so important for students to know that this is a priority at the beginning of junior year so they can lay down this groundwork. Number seven, it's not out of the question for you to select two teachers in a similar field, say the STEM field. For instance, if you want to become an applied physics major, which is very specific, you may want to request letters from your AP physics teacher and your AP calculus teacher. Since math is so important in the field of applied physics, it may be more relevant to have these two teachers than maybe a US history teacher. If the school doesn't mandate this, then it's gonna be your call. Number eight, at the most highly selective schools, the admissions readers will be looking for a teacher in their recommendation to say something along the lines of, in my 30 years of teaching AP physics, student X ranked among the top two or three students of mine of all time. Now that would be nice, wouldn't it? Again, this is for the most competitive schools, but that's what you're shooting for. Okay, let me make sure we're all tracking together because actually we're still only on step number one, which is identifying the teachers to ask. A lot goes into this step. So I wanted to make sure that you had some good guidance before moving on. Assuming you've reviewed the types of schools you're applying to, 
and what they're looking for, you've done a little bit of research, and have selected the teachers you'd like to ask, what do you do now? That's step two. Step two is to ask your teacher if they'd be willing to write you a letter of recommendation. The key here is the timing and the delivery. You don't want to wait to do this until the fall of your senior year. When everybody else is doing the same thing, that stresses teachers out. Because, especially the good ones, they will be inundated with similar requests from panicked students everywhere. You don't want to do that. You want to be different. Remember, you're a prep weller. You prepare well and well in advance. You want to ask them now, at the end of junior year, when the teacher still knows you very well and you're still top of mind and they have the whole summer to write it. And presumably, it's just after you've demonstrated that you're the best thing since sliced bread. Here's how I would approach the teacher. My preference, when we weren't under quarantine, would be to do this in person. But if it needs to be done virtually, by email, here's how I would do it. Dear Miss Michaels, it's been a pleasure being in your AP Physics class this year. Thank you for being such a great teacher, leader, and inspiration, especially given the challenges of COVID-19 and the craziness that we've all been living through. I enjoyed your class and the subject so much that I plan to continue studying physics in college. As we wrap up the school year, I wanted to ask if you would consider writing me a letter of recommendation for college. I know it's a lot to ask, given what's happening in the world, so I thought giving you the summer to work on it would help out. I know it must be overwhelming in the fall when you get swamped with requests from students with tight deadlines. To help in the writing process, I've created a personal summary, a resume, if you will, that I can email you that highlights my high school career, academic record, extracurricular activities, a list of my target colleges, and my college and career aspirations. My hope is that this summary will make your job a lot easier because all the facts will be at your fingertips. Please let me know if you'd be willing to help me out with this important part of my college application. If so, I'll forward you my student summary straight away. Thank you again for all that you do. Sincerely, Student Prepweller X. Now, if you were Ms. Michaels, the physics teacher, and this student was one of your all-time best, how would you respond to this request? Would you agree to it? My guess is that the teacher would be more than willing to help out. In fact, in my experience, prep wellers who use this strategy report back that their recommendations are usually completed within a few weeks, well before the end of the summer. This is where you want to be. Step number three. Assuming the teacher says yes, you then send the teacher your student summary some call this a brag sheet, you thank them again, and then you set a reminder for yourself to follow up with them in a few weeks to see if there are any questions. Of course, this assumes that you already have a student summary. If you don't, you need to stop what you're doing and get that done first. Again, if you're a prep weller, you've had this done since sophomore year. It's one of your assignments. Some prep wellers create a traditional resume. Some take my advice and build a LinkedIn profile, which I teach them how to do in one of their lessons. Some create a bulleted list. 
Some refer to that as a brag sheet. Some might fill out their high school student profile in a program like Naviance. It doesn't really matter which style of summary you adopt. Just remember that the easier you make it for the teacher, the better your letter will be. Teachers don't want to be bogged down trying to rack their brains for things to say about you. Give them 80% of what they need and let them fill out the remaining 20% with highly tailored praise of you. Let's review the steps. Step one, identify teachers to ask at the beginning of junior year, if possible. Part of this step is finding out what kind of recommendations you'll need based on your target list of schools. Step number two, ask your teachers at the end of junior year. Ask them nicely and professionally, respectfully, of course. Step number three, send them your student summary in whatever format works best for you and follow up in a few weeks. Bam, done. In a perfect world, you'll have two killer letters of recommendation in the can by the end of the summer, and it will be one less thing to worry about during the application process. How much do these letters of recommendation matter anyway? It depends on the college. Typically, the more selective the college, the more these letters will matter. Because remember, lots of applicants to selective schools will have a 4.3 GPA and a 15-something on their SAT. Most will have taken rigorous classes. So how is an admissions officer to differentiate among so many similarly-looking candidates? They will look to the letters of recommendation in many cases. These are third-party accounts of how strong you are academically, what kind of person you are, what type of attitude and work ethic you have. Are you a leader? Are you a giver, an influencer? Are you a difference maker? These are important bits of information. These letters of recommendation may even hold more weight given the COVID-19 shutdown. Remember, this year will be different. Standardized test scores may be less of a factor. Some schools won't even require standardized test scores this year. Grades are a little iffy because of the wide disparity of grading conventions across the country in the last half of the year. So what's left? Letters of recommendation for one. How have you, as a student, responded to this crisis and working from home? Have you kept up your high level of academic work? Have you shown leadership among your classmates, even if done virtually? Have you helped your teacher troubleshoot issues with the Zoom calls? How you have handled the last few weeks of the school year may play a big role in what your teacher thinks of you. In the end, there is no hard and fast rule that determines how much weight colleges put on letters of recommendation. There are estimates that range between 5%, 10%, 15%, but it's hard to know for sure, especially now. A good rule of thumb is that the more selective the school, the more it matters. There's one way to make sure your letters of recommendation are the best they can be, no matter how much weight schools do or don't put on them. Here are the steps. Make sure you're enrolled in Preppel Academy. Identify teachers early in junior year. Perform well all year long. Put your best foot forward. Request your teacher's help early. Provide them with helpful information and follow up appropriately. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the continued support. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
If you know a parent with an 8th grader, ninth grader, 10th grader, 11th grader in high school that you think this episode might resonate with, please share this episode with them. You can do that by finding that small box with the tiny arrow pointing up. That's the share button. Click that button. Text your friends the link to this episode. Maybe even put a little personal note from you recommending that they listen to it. If you have questions, comments, or an idea for an upcoming episode, please reach me by email. DM me on Instagram, prepwell underscore academy. Check out my blog, Facebook page, or LinkedIn page. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, goodbye, good luck, and never stop preparing. This podcast is brought to you by PrepWell Academy. PrepWell Academy is my one-of-a-kind online mentoring program that delivers to your ninth or 10th grader a short, highly relevant video from me every week, every Sunday, in fact, where I give them a heads up about what they should be thinking about to stay ahead of the game. To get these valuable lessons into your child's hands, please head over to PrepWellAcademy.com and enroll your child today.